Welcome back to Cognac and Conspiracies. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jade. All right. And we are back for another week. Thank you guys for coming back with us. No, no announcements, really. This yeah, we week. So announcements. We'll just jump straight into it. It's Jade's Let's turn. do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, if you have been on the internet um, for the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, or just the last month, really, mm-hmm. you probably already know who Lauren Smith Fields is. I don't. Wait, you don't know? Mm-mm. You okay? So if you don't know, um, she's a l- young black woman who went on a blind date and was then found dead. Oh, actually, I do. Yeah. My bad. Okay, go ahead. So there has been a lot of mystery surrounding her death, um, as well as the case is still being investigated. So there is limited information, but there's a lot of information out there, mm-hmm. like kind of scattered about. So I guess basically my goal of this episode is kind of to give an overview of what's going on, um, as well as you know hopefully give us the opportunity to give our own thoughts on the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully it's be interesting. All right, let's see. So first, I, like I said, I heard about it, but I don't really know about it. Okay. I just heard like in passing, but so cool. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start with a little background. Okay, so if you didn't know, Lauren Smithfield, she was a 23 year old college student who grew up and was currently living in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. In high school, she did really well. Um, she excelled in the track team. After high school, she enrolled in Norwalk Community College mm-hmm. with the goal of studying cosmetology. It was pretty apparent that her true love was beauty and that she wanted to be in the beauty industry. So she had a YouTube channel, a TikTok, where she would give all type of beauty advice. The YouTube channel is now unavailable, obviously. Um, but you can find clips and things like that. Mm-hmm. So outside of just her education, she did run a side business. So I couldn't find the details of what the side business actually was. But I'm going to assume it probably was somewhat related to beauty as well. Mm-hmm. It said that she basically was like really independent. Like this side business is how she was supporting herself. So she was using it to pay for her classes, pay for her apartment, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So she was independent. Um, so basically the side business she had was how she was supporting herself. So whatever revenue she was making from that is how she was paying for classes, um, like her cosmetology classes as well as her apartment. So I don't think she had like a formal, like she wasn't getting like a W2 or anything. I think, I think that she, you know, ran type of business and that's all she got her money. So basically she was like doing what, like hair and shit? I think so. I think okay. like probably hair or wigs or like, I couldn't find anywhere, but I'm assuming because Lashes. everything she did was about beauty. I'm assuming it probably was that lip glosses. I did, um, find a couple images where she was being a bottle girl or a hostess. I know that sometimes those gigs, you might not necessarily be on staff. So maybe she also made money that way. But but yeah, but she was she was independent is what I'm like trying to really get at. It. Okay. She wasn't like living off her parents or anything. Okay. She was an independent adult. Got you. How old was she? She was 23 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she was described by her friends and family as outgoing, bubbly, fun, and kind-hearted. Um, she came from a very close family. They all talked all the time, almost every day, and they were really tight-knit. Mm-hmm. She also loved to travel. I think that's like kind of a millennial Gen Z thing. So she, like if you go on her, you can even see it on her Instagram today. She had really been all over the world. And I think one thing that's mentioned about Lauren a lot in this case, and you really can't ignore it, is that she was like drop-dead gorgeous. And I think that's part of why this case got so much media attention. So, like, honestly, I think the best way to describe her is that she literally had natural beauty. Um, at the time, she was, like, I'd say she had, she did have, I think it's, she had, like, 7,000 followers before the case. Now her Instagram has, like, 16,000 followers mm-hmm. um, last time I checked. But I do think that, honestly, like, she was so beautiful, um, literally looked, like, better than most Instagram girls today, that I feel like if she had stuck with it, she probably, in two years a year's time she would have been just as famous on instagram and youtube as anybody else and she probably would have made a living from that i mm-hmm. feel like 
I mean, I don't know how her life was going before, but I feel like, you know, she probably was seeing an uptick in her social media. She probably was banking on that would be kind of like um, her way of living. But yeah, like I said, very beautiful girl. I feel like that's why this case got so much coverage. Her face is plastered everywhere. And I think it's really disheartening, you know, to see someone like in the prime of their life um, gone. Yeah, I've seen her. She's pretty. Yeah. So to get into the case, so basically, like many young people today, they date. And everybody dates normally today using dating apps like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. Um, There's all types of dating apps, you know, whatever you like. Mm -hmm. I think today, like online dating is more common to meet people than like at a bar or something. I know they always put the statistics like how married couples met. And I think a lot of times like today it's you're more, I think it's like either first or second is like online dating versus years ago you had to be kind of like a creepo or a weirdo. There was a stigma about online dating. But I think for again, like millennials, Gen Z, even older generations now, I think that online dating has really become like the norm. So I agree. I I feel like, I feel like I've told you this before. I've never online mm-hmm. dated, but I feel like I'm probably the only one. Like, yeah, yeah I, like I, when I, I tell like people it, that, yeah. they're like, huh? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I never, I mean, it's, you know, it's cool. I just never thought about it that much. But I feel like everybody our age online dates nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think there's really a stigma about it. Mm-hmm. And again, like Lauren was no different. So mm-hmm. she had a Bumble profile. And to give a little clarification, because I've seen like other podcasts, YouTube videos, not really talk about it. But all the dating apps are really different if you are like someone like Taylor and you don't know a lot about dating apps. <laughs> so I'm like, so again, I feel like people think that all dating apps are hookup apps. So like Tinder, right? So Tinder is most known for a hookup app because you swipe on pictures and basically it's all, it's all about looks. So they're really, you don't really have to form any type of connection. It's, it's, you know, it's for hooking up. It's mm-hmm. very, you know, you can meet someone in 30 minutes and then get it on with them. Yeah. But there Not are other, no, <laughs> you, I mean, I feel like it's like, but there are other there are other apps. So again, so Tinder is more of a hookup app, but Bumble is really more of an app for like genuine connections, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Or that's how they present themselves. <clears throat> I was about to say, isn't that the one that they said this meant to be deleted? Is that their slogan? No, so that's Hinge. Oh, okay. so Hinge. Yeah, so those, 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 so that's, many. That's a good point. But there, there's levels to mm-hmm. like like every. There's even ones to get like married. Like I think like mm-hmm. Match, and there's other ones like Christian Plenty of Mingle. Fish? Yeah. I feel like Plenty of Fish is like for the is old folks. Is that not folks. a thing? Oh, okay. It is a thing. It was a popular one. It's a very popular one. Okay. I feel like there's like free dating sites. There's like a tier of dating sites. And then mm-hmm. there's like paid dating sites. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the ones where people date to get married, I feel like are paid dating oh, sites. Okay. So I feel like the Match.coms of the world and, you know, there's there's a bunch of them are more so when you're really, you're trying to find your husband. I think they'll like, they have like algorithms and all types of mm-hmm. things to really match you with someone versus yeah. Tinder, they let you do the work yourself. And then there's a what you call it, Ashley Madison. There's Ashley Madison um, for to get it on. In there secret. is Grinder. Grinder is I don't know if you can call that dating app. There is not app. no damn. That's a fucking app. Yeah. Even I know that. Like Tinder is like Grinder for the straights, but mm-hmm. not even like Grinder. The first time I saw Grinder, I was shocked, honey. It tells you the mileage. <laughs> someone is. It's literally for hooking up. It'd be like someone is. Point, even like 50 feet away yeah. <laughs> like, yo, that's so wild yeah. but hey gotta give the people what they want yep gotta give them what they want but yeah i said i was to say that bumble is not that app mm-hmm. so basically bumble is as a creator say it's for more so for building general connections and i don't know um how bumble does this for people who are not heterosexual but when you are trying to like you know you're trying to find a heterosexual connection so man dating woman woman dating man whatever women actually can only reach out first 
So it's kind of like Tinder. Like I think I I think I never been on Bubble. I like your photo. You like my photo. But I think only the woman can reach out because I think a lot of men complain that um, they send messages out all day and no one replies and all the women just swipe swipe swipe. But in this case, the women actually have to reach out first, mm-hmm. as well as you have to reach out in 24 hours after you're matched or the match goes away. Oh. So I think like those type of principles help to kind of discourage like the hookup culture as well as just the, you know, the kind of just going through people like a Rolodex. I think Bumble kind of encourages you to, I think there's another app, Coffee Meets Bagel. Um, I, I tried to build what a dating is app. All this shit? And I know that I tried to build a dating app at one point. It didn't work out. But I tried to build a dating app. That's why I know a lot. Oh, but okay. they have a similar premise where they basically try to keep down the number you can talk to. It's like on Tinder, if you want to enter to entertain like 48 men at a time, that's why people be scamming on Tinder, right? Because mm-hmm. you can entertain 48 men at one time and scam, scam, scam. But I think on Bumble and probably Hinge as well. I don't know them that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can like, I think they try to limit how many people you can talk to to like focus your attention so mm-hmm. that you're not just like... You know, going through people like mm-hmm. I don't know. yeah, I, I do know they're different. I just don't know all of them and things like that. But but yeah, I I do know someone who met her husband on Plenty of Fish, and he turned out to be a millionaire. Long money. What? Yeah, he didn't say. Oh, anything. that's absolutely yeah. wild. He didn't say anything until like I guess he found out that she liked him. I Is guess it a from millionaire. Him. Like well, his parents. Like yes, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. long that's money. Like they're like he turned rich, out rich. to be rich, rich. Yeah. Why? Well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say lucky. Good. I was like, lucky you. Let's also let's do the episode first okay, <laughs> before okay. we all start making plenty of fish profiles. Okay, okay, let's, let's, go, let's go, let's go, let's go. But yeah, I, I say all, I say all this to say that there's like, I mean, I didn't plan on getting to right now, but there's been a lot of like speculation around like, was Lauren like a escort? Was she a sugar baby? Was whatever. She dated online. No, because like, and I hate it, hate it, hate it. But because she was a beautiful young woman, and I, I didn't really like want to comment on Lauren's body, but she has a very nice body. Stacked, so baby. I, yeah, and that's why they found <laughs> all these pictures of her in bikinis, and now they put them on the internet. Well, they were on the internet, but they use them as like her case photo, which isn't really appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like people put two and two together, and they think that she is a escort. But I don't think being young and attractive necessarily means that. And like in my opinion, I don't think that Bumble would be the... I mean, like I said, I don't know, man. It's a new case. I don't know the details of it. But in my personal opinion, I don't think that Bumble's a great app if you were trying to scam or you were trying to make... Not scam. Escort. If you were trying to escort or have a little hustle, I don't think the men on Bumble are the men looking for that. I think, like I said, maybe a Plenty of Fish, maybe whatever grinder for straight people is. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that is more so where you're going to probably find people who are looking to spend a little bit of money for something. Mm-hmm. So that's, I just want to put that in there so that, you know, do what you want with that information, but look up Bumble on your own. But I don't think that Bumble would have been the right app because like I said, they try to limit how many people you can talk to at a time. So you can, in a sense, be trying to talk to seven. I mean, if you were really on top of it, yeah, but it'd be a bit more effort on Bumble to entertain seven minute men at a time than it would be on Tinder. On Tinder, you could entertain 47 thousand men and send them all copy paste copy paste copy paste Mm -hmm. but on bumble it it would be a bit harder yeah that doesn't make sense i feel like that's more like a culture thing like an older person might think that but when i hear someone's on bumble i don't think oh you're same i'm like damn you act like they said she was on back page like shit yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, i think i said i hate i I didn't really want to touch on that part because i I hated people like said they seen a, a pretty girl and they just said, oh, well, she's an escort. And that's not the assumption. A lot of girls in their young 20s, they like to dress up 
really put it on. She was into beauty, and there's nothing wrong with that, especially in a social media age. Mm-hmm. You never know how you're going to be seen. She's trying pic- to build a following. Yeah, pic- it's it's a big thing to be out in public always in glam. So being younger, I think nothing of it. Let me tell you, if I look that good at 23, trust me, I'd be on mm-hmm. the same wave. And, mm-hmm. it, and there's nothing, nothing wrong about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I sell this to say that just so people have an idea of the app. Because I've seen a lot of other articles be like, she was on a dating app. But it's like Bumble is, is not the dating app for that. But that's my opinion. Do what you will with it. Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, continuing on. So on December 12th, 2021, Lauren planned to meet up with a man she had just recently met on Bumble. Unfortunately, after this date, Lauren was never seen alive again. Mm-hmm. So around 6 a.m., a 911 call was made from Lauren's apartment from the date. So the date called 911, stating mm-hmm. that Lauren was unresponsive. Her date tried to perform CPR on Lauren, but was unsuccessful. Emergency perf- emergency responders arrived at the apartment. Um, there, they realized that Lauren was not bleeding, was not breathing. I can't read it. Mm-hmm. As well as blood was coming out of her nostril. So you're saying he called the police, right? Yeah, he called the police. Okay. So she was pronounced dead at the scene and her body was taken to an area hospital. So police say they tried to find Lauren's family to contact about her death, mm-hmm. but actually no family members were contacted that, and told that Lauren had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, after the ordeal, Lauren's date, like as far as we know, he was briefly questioned, but then police basically said, oh, you can go home. And he basically went on about his merry way. And when this story first came out, hmm. they actually chose to not reveal um, his name or like his name, um, his age, anything about him. They said he wasn't a person of interest and basically nothing about him was revealed. Like when the story first hit, everyone just knew that she had to go on a date mm-hmm. and the date was the last person to see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got you. Mm-hmm. So, after Lauren's death, on December 13th, 2021, after not hearing from Lauren, her mother and brother actually headed down to her apartment to check on her. So, they had texted her several times. Damn, so she'd been dead for days, huh? For a day, or I think something oh. like 48 hours, basically. Okay. Like, she had been, she's been passed away. So, yeah. So, her parents, her family, they're texting her, said, it's a tight-knit family. So, they're questioning, like, hey, where's Lauren? She's not replying. And they all live in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So, Lauren grew up there. Her parents still live there. So, it's nothing. Like I said, I live fairly close to my parents. And I think my parents would do the same thing. They have a key to my house. My parents would probably also come by if, mm-hmm. after two days. That's not really like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, same thing. December 13th, they said, this isn't like Lauren. They went by the apartment. When they arrived at the apartment, there was a note on the door saying, if you're looking for Lauren, please call this number. Her mother calls the number. The landlord comes down. And the landlord is who informs Lauren's mother that she has passed away. What? Yes. That is crazy. Yeah, so that is basically how she found out. And I got the landlord. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. And that's how she found out how her daughter died. Damn. Please hadn't contacted her. And remember, this is right before Christmas. So about 12 days before Christmas, they found out that she's deceased. That's crazy. But couldn't the... Nah, because the police could have tried harder, I feel. Because they find who they want to find. The police actually could try harder. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that. There is definitely some... Uh, misconduct involved in this case okay and but yeah they because that just doesn't sound right especially if she actually like it'd be different if she was the type of person to disappear and wasn't really close with her family then i would maybe mm-hmm. say yeah okay well they, they didn't even talk to their family but i'm like you couldn't get in her phone or yeah. go buy or anything like that to call the Say, call mom or something yeah, I, like I that. I don't know. I don't know how They're big, getting a phone when they want to get I don't get know how big Bridgeport is, mm-hmm. but she had lived there her whole life. So I feel like if you do any type of Google search, like if people have been homes long enough and they pay property tax, you can Google it. If you 
search them. They might have had a cell phone with a blank blanket one time. Yeah. Like I said, like I had a phone with my mom for a long time. So like my phone number, even though it's my phone number now, it's, it, it's still, if you go deep enough, it'll be like, oh, this belongs to blank, blank, blank. Mm-hmm. And you could figure it out and say, hey, do, is, do you have a daughter name? You don't have to say like, oh, they passed away. Mm-hmm. But it's really not that, it's that not hard. hard. It's not hard. Maybe you don't have it in a database, but it's not that hard. Like I said, I guess they tried to call the, I don't know, I guess they notified the landlord on their way out. And then she put the note up, but it's like, God damn, like that's heartbreaking. That's, that's the, what you don't want to find. Yeah. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately that's what they found out. Obviously her mother was like, and brother, they're so upset. So they contact police to find out what happened to the daughter. So they mm-hmm. talk to police and the police basically tell her the same thing that Lauren had gone on a date. Um, she was found dead in the apartment the next day. They had talked to the man who she had went on a date with and they said, literally, this is the quote that's been, like, shot around the internet. They told the brother and the mother that he was a nice guy. So they basically didn't feel a need to resuscitate him. Some media outlets have said they, the, they felt as if the police were even defending the date. Kind of saying, like, because I think the brother started to speculate immediately and was like, where's this guy? Like, we need to talk to him. And the police were like, whoa, 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 man. He was a nice guy. Like, nothing to worry about. Like... And basically, like, revealed no information about him, told him nothing, was just like, oh, no, we don't need to worry about the date. And just love to do that. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And anybody would begin, like, if you tell me my loved one is dead and then they were with this person last, of course you're going to be like, pause. Who, Where, is, who is that? Yeah. And you don't even know who, and they won't even release it. So mm-hmm. you're like, you don't know who, you can't yeah. find out who. And like, it's like, can you imagine you come up to the, I feel like I would be shocked if I came up here and found you guys' bodies. But how unsettling when you come and the bodies are already gone. It's been cleaned up. You guys are in a morgue somewhere. And they, I call the number. They say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We took them down there on Friday. And they've been in the morgue for two days. Can you imagine the shock of that? Mm-hmm. And then I say, how? And they say, oh, girl, we can't really tell you. But a guy came and he was a nice guy. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's like being like, yeah, the, the plumber came to fix the toilet. Right. But, and then they were dead. But the plumber was cool, though. Don't worry about it. He was, like, he's the last person to worry about, child. It just literally runs out the house. Yeah, and that's basically what they dealt with. What the hell? Yeah. That's crazy. And it's even cra- That's crazy. And it's even crazier of them to think that this... That, that her family was just going to be like, okay, cool. And le- like, thanks. thanks. <laughs> yeah. No, Mm-mm. you have to tell me a little more than that. Yeah. They tripping. Go ahead. But yeah. So obviously like any family, Lauren's family begins to fight to find information. Mm-hmm. So after 16 days after Lauren has died, the family is not contacted by police with any new information. Mm-hmm. Lauren and her brother, I guess her father as well. They're calling the police department, you know, trying to send emails, all types of things. And no one's getting back to them. Mm-hmm. So again, 16 days later, it's time they had to finally clean out Lauren's apartment. So they go to her apartment to clean out her belongings in the apartment. They find some suspicious items. So they find a used condom, a unidentified pill believed to be a sedative. They find two glasses that, you know, presumably contained alcohol. Mm-hmm. They find food, like scraps from food that haven't eaten. They also find a bloody sheet and a small container of lube. The fuck? Okay. So I missed it. So this was in her apartment that they found. Yeah. Her. Okay. So they go to they go to clean up her items. And okay, this, I mean her. Like, but when she around. when she died, she died in her apartment. Mm-hmm. So okay. the guy came over to her day came her to her apartment to her house. Mm-hmm. Okay, got you. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. This is sound fishing. And that's what they find. So mm-hmm. while making the discovery, obviously, um, the mother and the brother, her family, they become irate because why didn't police take these items, right? So now a condom with semen in it that's been used is sitting in her um, thing, like her trash can. They could have tested it for the date. Mm-hmm. There's a pill here that could have been tested. There's blood on a sheet. There's lube. There's all, there's, you know, a cup to test it. All types of evidence is scattered amongst his apartment and police haven't even touched it. Hmm. So they become obviously irate. And even after that, to their surprise, right, while they're cleaning up, investigating the apartment, they were unaware the police were going to come that day. So they're in the apartment cleaning up mm-hmm. and a detective actually shows up out of nowhere and tells the family, hey, I'm the new detective. The old detective screwed up the case and I'm working it now. They don't know this man from... T- Tom didn't hear from anywhere. And he walks and he's like, yeah, man, the other guy screwed it up. Like, I'm here now. And the family's like, we haven't heard about the case in 16 days. You're telling us as a new detective, we're finding evidence. Like, what's actually going on? That is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So, obviously, so obviously confused, distraught, irate. The family's like, you know what? Like, we're not fucking with this anymore. And they literally start hunting for the answers themselves. Mm-hmm. So the first thing they do is Lauren's mother actually writes a very long and detailed email to the police department, um, which actually was not responded to. Oh, so that was the first dagger. Then like I said, that was enough. And then they did multiple interviews, with multiple news outlets. I think this is around the time it starts catching, um, like internet, I want traction, traction, like mm-hmm. Cardi B retweeted things like that. Mm-hmm. And on January 21st, 2000, would that be 22 now? Hmm. Recently, very recently, um, the family actually announced they plan to sue the Bridgeport Police Department oh, for so how they handled the case. Um, they're suing them for racial insensitivity, um, saying they didn't take Lauren's death seriously. They basically saying they felt like they were basically trying to throw their daughter away and act like she never existed. Mm-hmm. And with that, on January twenty fourth, so right after they announced they were going to sue the police department, the Bridgeport Police Medical Examiner actually came back with the autopsy results and determined that Lauren's death was from an accidental drug and alcohol overdose. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they found a combination of fentanyl, promethazine, hydroxine, and alcohol in her system. And this was shocking to the family because, to their knowledge, Lauren didn't drink like that, nor was Lauren into hard drugs. Mm-hmm. Her father was so, so shocked by these findings that he actually um, got a second autopsy out of pocket. Um, the family apparently did get these results, but they have yet to release their results. Like I said, they're, they are in a lawsuit, so they might not want to release the results. But yeah. Mm. I don't know. Whenever people um, say, well, I didn't know my daughter did this or that, yeah. or that, I don't know my son did this or that. I'm like, well, why would you know that? I think so. Who goes to their parents and says, hey, I do fentanyl. But well, no I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that the kids on Euphoria do it. Clearly. Well, that's the only reason I know what that shit is. Yeah, that's why when you said it, I was like, "Whoa!" No, because I'm talking to Tevin about it, mm-hmm. and he actually told me he was like, "Yeah, you don't really do fentanyl. Yeah. Like people cut. Like, yeah, they really? cut it. They cut. They cut drugs with fentanyl. Like to. It's very potent. Like it's very like that. Like I said, she. <laughs> this is not a euphoria podcast, but she wasn't supposed to be doing it. Yeah. She's just such an addict. And then when she did it, she damn near died. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like, huh? But um, but that doesn't mean that he didn't drug her. I'm just saying, like he could have, she could have taken that unknowingly. Who knows? Because they never questioned the guy mm-hmm. or said anything yeah. to him. But I'm just saying, whenever somebody says, "I didn't know my kid was doing this," you wouldn't know that. Nobody yeah, says I that think that's the alcohol thing is like I feel like to 
not assume that your 20 something year old is drinking especially like i said like i don't think she was an escort on but she was living a you know a fabulous lifestyle she was doing bottle gigs so as soon as she wasn't drinking like you know like sometimes you just get caught in that lifestyle so i would think that she name. probably was drinking but i think the problem is like when you combine the two mm-hmm. it does become deadly yeah but yeah, but because fentanyl was present in Lauren's system, the Bridgeport Police Department did a, open a criminal investigation. So at this point, a criminal investigation was not open, but now it is open. And this is when you can start looking into basically the date and things of, and they basically are going to start investigating. Mm-hmm. And just to put a note in here, like put a pin in it. Mm-hmm. So two police officers actually currently, and this was like an announcement that came out yesterday or today, the mm-hmm. two police officers involved in the case actually had been placed on administrative leave. Mm-hmm. And one of them we'll talk about a little deeper, but um, so basically like it has been acknowledged that the case was mishandled prior. There are new officers. Like I said, the case is not closed, the criminal investigation, mm-hmm. but there are new officers on the case and the other two have been put on administrative leave mm-hmm. as well as, let me look this up really quick. Um, I don't want to not say somebody's name, but there was another woman who was around, I think in her 50s, who died the same night as Lauren in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And her family also was not notified. So the woman's name was Brenda Lee Rawls. And again, she died the same day as Lauren Smith Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, her death, the her cause of death has not been determined. It was said that she was like a church going woman and was like real involved in the church. And she was like 53 years old. So I don't know if the deaths are connected, but just to talk about police misconduct, her family was not notified as well. Mm-hmm. And then after they were notified, they literally could not find her body. Oh. Like the family was like running around. I guess I think the body was always in the same place. I don't think the body was handled, but her family literally could not find the body. Like her family had a difficult time trying to locate their loved ones remains. That's crazy. Yeah, so with the mishandling of Lauren's case, as well as Brenda Lee Rawls' case, um, two police officers were suspended. And that basically was the combination. Because they was running around not doing shit, clearly. Mm-hmm. They wasn't doing shit that Yeah, night. like not notifying people's, notifying people's family is the bare minimum. And that was not going on. So just like one, I guess it doesn't really make any better. But one positive is that there seems like there have been some type of action done um, towards the officers and their misconduct in this case. Mm-hmm. Like, that has kind of been addressed. So, I think moving forward, there are different officers on the case. That's good. But mm-hmm. after they done uh, tore up the apartment and botched the evidence and all that stuff, like, once you do stuff like that, you can't undo it. Yeah, it's been too long. Like, it's, com- so, it's tampered with. And, and basically, the, the apartment sat the apartment sat for 16 days. Who knows who's there? The landlord was there. The date could have came back, right? Mm-hmm. How was it? Who locked it up, right? Mm-hmm. After she died, did anybody lock it up? Like, how, how has this... Who's touched it by now? So it's basically all tampered with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because you, yeah, that's when yeah. I hear stuff like that, I'd be like, do your job, especially yeah. when it's something as sensitive as that. Like people are dead, and you're just running around like, oh, it's a bloody sheet mm-hmm. and some pills up in here, but <laughs> peace, I'm going home. Like yeah. I'm like, no, sir, like you can't do that, no, ma'am. Yeah, on the internet. <laughs> I've basically seen a lot of, and I didn't know this, I've seen a lot of kind of shocking information, uh, people talking about how police, law enforcement, um, you know, prosecutors, whoever, handle, like, uh, drug overdoses. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying, like, in the Reddit thread, like, oh, my family member died of a overdose, and they basically almost never investigated. And it happened so often that the responders, the police, everybody knows the signs of it. So I feel like before the autopsy even came back, some of the responders, the police already knew mm-hmm. it was overdose. And that's why it was handled this way. Yeah. Because a lot of it really is not investigated. And I'm like, oh, that's shocking. Because I feel like just the stigma of assuming that this person is a drug addict and the way they really... And that's why I feel like...
feel like her mom was like, oh, they tried to throw away like trash. I feel mm-hmm. like they made an assumption that she was a, a drug addict and they tried to leave, throw this woman in trash. That's crazy. And that's how they handle it. That's crazy. They There still should be a criminal investigation. Yeah, there still should be, especially if there's another person there or there's another... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But then at the same time, I'm like, how do you prove after someone's dead that they didn't take that of their own free will? And that's the problem, right? Because mm-hmm. like you don't really ever, you never really know people. So mm-hmm. that's why he was like, yeah, a lot of times like they don't want to waste their resources and they mm-hmm. just basically throw the case away and that's how they handle it. And I was like, I was honestly shocked by that because I didn't know that. I didn't know that um, that's how people handle like overdose cases. I didn't know that. Like I, I really, mean, I think I... I didn't know that they didn't notify people's families, but I did know that they. Oh, kinda, they should no, no. They should have called the family. Mm-hmm. No, though, they should have called the family. But, but I did know that they kind of like. Did you watch that Kevin Hart show? Whatever the fuck it was called, with him. Yeah, and yes, this, and this is really yes, eerie to that. Yes, this is oddly similar. I told yes. Tevin saying this is oddly similar yes. to this. But I said that when they started, it's called what's it called? True stories. Like yeah, that. true story. It's Kevin Hart. What's his knife? If you're interested, go yeah. watch it. It's good, but. When they first got started and the girl passed away and they were like trying to do all this extra stuff, I did say to my girlfriend, I was like, this is madness because that happens all the time and they just come get the body and then just toss it. Like I knew that and they that's did what that. Happened. So I was yeah. like, why are they going through all this as if, I'm like, dude, they should have just called the police because they're going through all this, but it's not, there's a twist at the end. But in my immediate thought was that women die in rooms all the time and nobody gives a fuck. So they should have just called the police. Yeah. So like I, like I said, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that. Like when I saw the, and I guess I think the, what, the movie or the limited series, yeah, so limited I thought that kind of like clouded my judgment. Cause I was under the impression from that movie that it was going to be heavily investigated. Not but yeah, I didn't know that when they find, like I said, and it makes a lot of sense. Like people on Reddit were like, oh, it actually isn't uncommon that that guy's information is sealed because mm-hmm. they don't want to like smudge his reputation or whatever. Because they they really do think that lowly of people that do drugs. They're like, oh no, like go on with your life, sir. And I'm like, that's wild. Like mm-hmm. that's insane. Yeah, I knew that immediately because I was like, and I was like, this isn't making any sense. Like that, all they would have done was like just come grab it and not toss it. That's insensitive, but that's essentially what they do. I was aware, but um, yeah, that sucks. Uh. But like I said, it's like, it's so hard. Because I'm like, y'all, you just don't know. Like, maybe she did drugs. Maybe she didn't. Maybe he put some drugs in her drink, you know, because people do that. And then he may have been like, whoopsie, that was a little too much. I was just trying to rape her. wasn't trying to kill her, you know. And so then, no, seriously. And then, like, it's like, but once she's dead, she can't speak for herself yeah so it's very easy for him to essentially smudge her reputation and say oh i don't don't know anything about that you know she she was doing drugs i don't do drugs you know all this other stuff but but i feel like they should have at least gone to like like you said investigated him bought him in asked him for a statement at least so that they can see if he gets to change in his story Mm -hmm. and all this stuff because that's how people get caught up a lot of times. They say one thing and then they come back a month later and say, let me talk to you again. And then they start switching it around. And But they didn't even ask him shit. Well, Taylor, now there's an investigation they have. And now I can tell you what he said, girl. Okay, what did he say? Because <clears throat> I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I love it here. Like I said, when this case originally came out, if anybody who was following it like me, mm-hmm. they really did like dead ass like seal this man's identity. So you didn't know who this was. Mm-hmm. And now there is a criminal investigation. They had to look into him. Mm-hmm. 
And his identity has been revealed. Okay. So her date was no other than Matthew LaFontaine. Uh, I think it is LaFontaine, but everyone keeps saying LaFontaine. So I guess. I think it's LaFontaine. Right? But I don't want to be the one person. Y'all niggas. Think, like, y'all niggas. Get up. LaFontaine. LaFontaine. La but I don't, I don't know. Right? But no, but what if it really is LaFontaine? And we're, we're the dumb ones. <laughs> That's why I don't want to be the one person saying La Fontaine, La Fontaine. It's I don't know, man. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Matthew. <laughs> Matt. So nonetheless, so the guy who was her date was Matthew La Fontaine, <laughs> and he was 37 years old. Um, he was currently working as an engineer at a Connecticut-based company hmm. at the time of the events. So when they brought in Matthew for questioning, this is what basically what Matthew says. Mm. Um, this is basically like his timeline of events. Gotcha. So Matthew says that he met up with Lauren after a few days of talking. Mm-hmm. She asked him, so they met up. Well, no, no, no. So they had been talking. They made arrangements to meet up. And she asked him if he could bring a bottle of tequila, Casamigos, and provide her with $40 <laughs> to get her nails done. Matthew showed up at her apartment December 12, 2021, around 9.30 p.m., he mm-hmm. says that he arrived and they both took shots mm-hmm. from the bottle of alcohol he provided. So the tequila, um, the Casamigos to be exact. Mm-hmm. So he says that then, shortly after taking shots, Lauren became ill and actually started vomiting in the bathroom. So shortly after they took these shots, I don't know how many shots they took, but at this point there is still alcohol in the bottle because he does say later they kept drinking later that night till the bottle was empty. So I'm assuming it's really early night. I don't know how many shots I could have drank, but she started to violate, like, it says violently, like, throw up. So, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so apparently Lauren recovers. She comes back out and they continue to make mixed drinks with the same tequila and then they play games and they eat food. So I'm guessing they order Uber Eats, they play some board games, whatever. Mm-hmm. Around 11.50 at night, Lauren's brother actually arrives to pick up laundry or some form of clothing from her apartment. Lauren goes downstairs for a few minutes, he said about 10, 15 minutes, and comes back up after speaking with her brother. Mm -hmm. Then, once she comes upstairs from going to talk to the brother, she actually goes in the bathroom for another 10 to 15 minutes. Um, Matthew said he felt this was strange, but he didn't know her well enough to comment on her life, but he felt that it was kind of weird that she darted to the bathroom right after, um, talking to her brother. Mm -hmm. He says they then watched the movie. Lauren fell asleep on the couch. He carried Lauren to bed and they both fall asleep. He says he was fully clothed when he went to sleep. He did not have sex with her. No sexual interaction happened. He says at 3am, he woke up to go to the bathroom, um, and he could hear that Lauren was snoring and was alive. He then woke up again around 6 a.m. And that is when he saw that blood was coming out of her nose and that she was not breathing. Huh. He says that's when he called police. Um, he did give her chest compressions and try to revive her during that time. And then later on, police came. She was pronounced dead. According to Matthew's lawyer, he is cooperating police. Um, another thing I thought was that when they, when his like lawyer gave a statement, the lawyer was like, the lawyer cannot confirm or deny that was their first time meeting. So... I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's like a weird like legal thing he doesn't want to say, but most of the articles I've seen, they kind of allude that that was their first time meeting up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But he, like when the lawyer speaks, he's like, he can't confirm or deny that that was their first time meeting up. And that's what stuck out to me. So before you say anything, so basically I have now organized this podcast into three <laughs> theories of what I think may have happened to Lauren. Because I know that you think what I'm thinking. And come I'm, on, theories. I'm, I'm going to get right to it. Okay, come I'm gonna on, I'm going to get right to it because, yeah, I said, I'm going to get my opinion. Like, so there's really not that much um, information out there. It just happened. And we, we can do follow-up we when can, more stuff yeah. comes out. But, um, yeah, go ahead. 
Let's hear the theories. Theory number one. Mm. So the first theory is what everybody thinks. Matthew LaFontaine, he <laughs> drugged, he drugged Lauren. Mm-hmm. So the first, so like there's, you know, I find little pieces of information or details that kind of, for each person um, in these theories, they kind of support why they themselves might be responsible for Lauren's death. Mm-hmm. So these, these are the, the details that stuck out to me that support that Matthew may be responsible for Lauren's death. Allegedly. Yes, allegedly. <laughs> We're not convicting anybody. Yeah. So basically, the, this is very interesting to me, is that basically, I think that Matthew may be a liar. So because of the fact that the last accounts she was with, with Matthew, um, it's basically all we know is what he's saying, right? Right. There, we, there's no security camera photos at the moment. Um, there's no statements. Oh, and it, again, this is random. But Bumble did contact the police and offered to turn over the records. But as far as we know, the police haven't responded. I feel like they probably responded now and have it. But we don't have that. So all we know about their relationship is through Matthew. Okay. And I think that Matthew's a liar. So I don't think we can believe any of that. Okay. So the first thing I thought is that there was a used condom with semen and an open container of lube found in Lauren's bedroom. Again, I think any, just speaking from woman to woman, any young woman out there, I don't think that you would leave an open container of lube and a used condom for your date to come. No. Why? Like, yeah. So basically, honestly, I think that's like absurd. I don't know any woman who would leave the condom from the last guy as well as the open container of lube for the new suitor. So I'm pretty sure these were items that Matthew used mm-hmm. because again, he said they didn't have sex. He slept with his clothes on, but who would leave an open? And again, it was said to be a small container of lube. So it wasn't like he brought his home, like Costco pack of lube. <laughs> he got like, you know, like a little free, you know what I'm talking about. A single usage package of lube. He stopped the CVS on the way. It was what was found in her house. And I don't, no one's gonna reuse the, the lube with somebody else, no, so no I'm pretty man. sure it was from him. You and I, and nobody will leave it behind. Like mm-hmm. nobody inviting a guy to their house would leave out a used condom and lube. Like nobody would do that. No. So that like was the first thing that made me be like, is Matthew a liar? Because yes. that seems like a, a a bunch of shit. And if he's a liar from that, we can't believe anything he said. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, that that scraps all of it. Mm-hmm. That scraps the whole timeline of the night. And like after that, I'm like, oh well, what what is there to believe? Yeah, that I totally agree with that. When he said they didn't have sex, like you say, oh, we didn't have sex. Yes, y'all did have sex, and they should have tested the condom. They should have tested the semen to see if it was his. But now it's gone, right? So now yeah. it's all fucked up. Um, they should have done. Um, I don't know what you call that uh, after they already die but maybe like a rape kit or yeah. something like that so but oh, you, you can tell somebody had let me say sex. That. okay go ahead so i don't know they did a rape kit but they did say they found no signs of foul play on her body so mm-hmm. i don't know if they did do a rape kit but basically they said it's been hard to find evidence to convict matthew or like make him so he is not a person of interest as of right now but but yeah they said it's been hard to do anything because they actually on her body they have so i don't know if they did do any type of rape kit but like any type of bruises, anything on her actual body has not been found. Well, here's the thing. Um, maybe rape kissed the wrong word. I, they should have done something because the sex could have been consensual. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe a, he, he didn't rape her. But I'm saying, him saying they didn't have sex, if they would have dotted their their eyes and crossed their T's, they would know if that was a fact or not. Yeah. But the, the fact is, like you said, they just kind of tossed her and was like, oh, whatever. You know, you can tell somebody had sex with somebody or if they had sex or, like I said, there's semen in the condom. 
you can tell whose semen that yeah. is. You know what I mean? Like, like you, did, y'all didn't do shit. It's like why? If like if it was like if I was really trying to like clear myself of this you crime, sex. I wouldn't leave that out. Like you met, like a woman invited you on a date at her apartment. You're two consenting adults. Probably sex is gonna happen. So yeah. why would you leave that out? If I woke up with a dead body in my bed and said, "Did you have sex?" I said, "Yeah, we did." Yeah. Why would I leave? Why would I try to maintain my virginity at this moment? Like, what what does that do for me? So I like that's a weird thing to lie about. Yeah. For no reason. Like, you're an adult. You met on a dating site. Why would you lie about that? So that was the first thing that made me go, yeah. nah, baby. Because I'd be like, I would believe you more if you said, yeah, we did have Exactly. Sex. And yeah. then they found evidence to support that. Mm-hmm. But he said he lied. So at this point, I kind of feel like one ding is mm-hmm. that I kind of feel like he's a liar. Okay, cool. Um, the second thing that I thought was kind of sketchy is that when he says that he arrived and him and Lauren started taking shots of tequila, that she threw up and he stayed. Mm-hmm. That is weird to me. If... I went on a date with anybody. Mm. We take shots to kill. The person becomes violently ill. Why would I stay? You're either staying at this point to take advantage of them, mm-hmm. or you gave them something and you're not surprised at the reaction. Right. Because why? Why would I do that? Even if I we were here doing the podcast and you start violently throwing up, I would not stay and re-record. You're clearly ill. Mm. This is a date. Why would I continue to stay? He said his, for himself, I don't know this woman that well, but you know her well enough to see her vomit and stay and continue to drink with her. And let her try to take advantage of her or you don't find anything weird about that because you gave her the drugs. Why would you stay? I'd be like, I gotta go. Like if I, I would go. Girl, yeah. I would say, I'd be like, I would literally be like, hey, is there anybody you want me to call for you? But that I, I'm gonna go. Because what what is left to do? The person, unless you're, that's a person trying to take advantage or rape somebody, there's nothing left to do when someone starts vomiting. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you, like I said, if you haven't given them any drugs, vomiting from alcohol is normally a sign they've had too much. Too much So alcohol, at this yeah. point, they can no longer consent to sex and it's time to go home. Yeah. And if I thought we just just had alcohol, I would be confused. But I think I would just be like, damn, this bitch can't hold her liquor. And I go, and I, and I go home. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to like, clearly we can't have sex now because you are very intoxicated. Right. So, and I don't know you like that. So, um, you know, like I said, because I wouldn't even think that. Like, okay, you had too much to drink. It's not a big deal. That's what I would think. But also, I don't know you like that, so I'm going to exit stage left. Uh, Yeah, I would go home. (laughs) But he stayed the night. And like I said, he said, he literally said verbatim, I don't know this woman that well. But you know her well enough to stay, to carry her to her bed and stay there? But you don't know her that well? And and that's that's where I probably would have gone home. Because honestly, I feel like people might be looking at me backwards if I go on a date. Something happens on a date and they call me and say, oh, well, why'd you leave him? Well, he was vomiting. I don't know him. Like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Yeah. Nah. So I thought that was very. I thought that was very suspicious. Maybe he will. put some in the Casamigos. That's what I'm saying. And he brought the bottle. We don't know the bottle was. It's all his account, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know if it was sealed. We don't know what happened to that bottle. But he brought the alcohol to the home. But again, he was not vomiting and doing all this. So who knows if he had slipped it, whatever. But again, if I, but who even knows if she even was vomiting? Bingo. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's why statement one, I feel like Matthew's basically already discredited mm-hmm. for telling the truth. So it's like, we don't even know this. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but yeah. right. so I thought that was very weird. Right. And this is kind of like what little ties it together for me is that I have seen, you know, the interrupt me talking. And again, like I said, this is speculation. Don't become sue me because I didn't say this. Somebody on the internet said yeah, it. Yeah, they'll send a cease and desist first. Uh, 
Well, I will cease and desist. I'm like, all right, fine, delete it. But no, like I said, allegedly, we just talking like everybody allegedly, else talking. right? Allegedly, we so, just talking about allegedly, it. and mm-hmm. I, I didn't say this. Oh, mm-hmm. this is on the internet. So it has been alleged that Matthew and his family have ties with the police department. Of course, I'm, I'm sh- not. Period. Of course, they do. But I'm not shocked. By it. That's not shocking to me. So Darnell Crossland, the attorney that is working with the Smith family, Lawrence family, mm-hmm. he basically said that I guess he did his own digging, mm-hmm. but he found the Law Fontaine family basically has a bit of a connection at the police department. Matthew himself has connections as well as the family. Mm-hmm. He said that. During the investigation, so I get, I think this was the first detective, Detective Cronin, he actually was removed from the case and placed on administrative leave, and he's currently being investigated. Mm-hmm. But the police department has yet to reveal information regarding why exactly he was removed. So he could have been removed again for tampering with the case. Mm-hmm. It also is said that, I don't know, again, we don't know why the Laurel, the lawyer darnell believes this but he said in a public forum that he thinks that matthew actually called um detective cronin earlier that morning around 5 a.m and he came prior to 911, helped him staged he i said i don't know why or how this has become part of speculation i don't have any evidence like i'm just saying it I don't have no evidence to prove he said it, it, right? But yeah, but it is speculated that Matthew may have called the detective earlier, Detective Cronin he knows, to come over and help him stage this crime scene. Mm. Because when the medical coroner, coroner looked at medical, whatever it's called, examiner looked at Lauren, they said that she had to have died at least an hour earlier. So when they first came, looked at the body, they said she would have died an hour earlier. So Matthew called the 911 about 9 a.m., I mean 6 a.m., so she would have had to have died around 5 a.m. in the morning. So it's kind of weird that him waking up at 3 a.m. in two hours, like a two-hour band, she died. So maybe she actually died immediately at 5 a.m. He called Detective Cronin. They came around, they staged the scene, whatever may have you, picked up what they need to pick up, left what they need to leave to stage a drug overdose, and also staged the idea that Lauren is some type of um, escort. Jezebel. Whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. And But th- again, this is this is all as it's my mind wandering, but that information has put been put out there, so mm-hmm. do what you will with that. Mm-hmm. But it has been put out there that uh, Matthew may have tried to cover up this crime with the detective, and that detective was removed from the case. Hmm. Okay. And he is under investigation. He should be. Yeah. So that's out there again. Mm. And the last last thing that I thought was interesting was that so Matthew's lawyer has done I think like one interview with like Crime TV or something. Mm. Um, we can link it or I can find it or Court TV or something like that. He did one interview and in the interview basically, and I don't even know if they can DNA test the condom at this point. Maybe they can. But I with Matt, have, I feel like you have to do it within a certain amount of time. I right. don't know though. That's why I said it sucks that they didn't do what they were supposed to do. But go ahead. Yeah, but when Matthew's lawyer basically was asked, would Matthew provide DNA a DNA sample? Um, he said that he could not comment on this moment. And then when I was like, oh, that's interesting. Then when I like went into further, he had commented before on it. And basically, the minute police had asked him for a DNA sample apparently, is when he lawyered up, as well as he also, before he was even a person of interest. Well, I guess, so right now, I don't want to say person. So right now, he's not a person of interest. I want to say he probably was never a person of interest, but before he was, you know, questioned, he had already deleted social media. 
So before, maybe he knew this was coming, but before the storm came, he had already wiped clear social medias and mentioned to his lawyer that he did not plan on giving a DNA sample. And other YouTubers and people have commented saying that some people, you know, lawyers give them advice to never give the DNA sample. But again, at the big age of 37, if what you're really trying to hide is that you had sex with this young lady, then that that's a lot to cover up for DNA. Because like, honestly, if DNA is what could set me free, I would do the DNA, but that's just me. Mm, I would do the DNA if I hadn't lied about having sex with somebody. Yeah, but it still sets you free, though. So even if you had, like, to be really real, even if you had lied about the sex, but you knew you hadn't provided the drugs or done anything crazy, all they're going to find out is you had sex, you lied, I guess take whatever charge that is, and you would get on your merry way. Mm. But that's better than, like, a manslaughter case or something like that. Because I think the thing is that <clears throat> they were, like, because if you gave the drugs, it becomes like a drug charge, and that drug charge becomes manslaughter because it is fentanyl. Mm. Like basically, it, it's it's if they find him guilty, um, there is something to be had. Yeah, those drugs you listed ain't nothing to play with. So no, it's, if you're, it's if serious you're, if drugs. You're, if you're doing those type of, it's not like you said they smoked a little weed or yeah, did some cocaine or something. Fentanyl. That's some serious. Yeah. That's some serious, serious. And then one of the drugs. Um, let me try to find it. Okay. But they were saying that that's a drug they like uh, mixed with lean to like cut the lean and shit. Like it's not like a drug people just do. Like it was mm-hmm. another drug that was kind of like a drug to like cut stuff with. Like it wasn't just like a a drug anybody would just take. And that's a lot of drugs. That's a lot of drugs. And I'm like, well, I I don't know. I ain't never been an addict, but I'm like, do addicts even do that? Don't they stick? We usually stick with one. I don't know, but again, but that, but <laughs> don't that, you usually have your vice? You know what I'm but saying? But I mean, if you're drugging people, do you have a cocktail you used people to, to drug with? Like, if, no, I that's like what I'm saying. If you're not trying to recreationally give out drugs, like maybe you mix up a bunch of whatever. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's giving me drugging because I'm like, I feel like if people do drugs, they usually just do their drug. Like, I do heroin mm-hmm. or I do cocaine or whatever the fuck. Who the fuck does that laundry list of yeah. drugs and then drinks on top of it? And that's drink- crazy. Yeah, so. So that's basically everything I have um, uh, against Matthew. So again, do what you want about it. DM us. You know, talk to us about what you think. But that's that's all the information I thought that was compelling in the case against him. Mm-hmm. Um, so next, the internet was actually buzzing. But we're going to talk about the theory that Lauren's brother, Lakeem Jeter, um, mm-hmm. is actually the person who provided her with the drugs that caused her to OD. Hmm. And that is a because the only person who also saw her that night was her brother. Okay. So she did step outside and it it was confirmed. So the brother did say that he had seen her as well as Matthew did say that the brother had stopped by. Okay. So yeah, so let's get into it. So basically kind of like the damning information against her brother is that one, first of all, it's kind of like who meets up with their sister at 1150 at night. So the time that he came out, he basically did come at a very late time at night and his alibi is that he came to get laundry from Lauren's apartment, which isn't really like to me like outstanding because when I had a laundry machine and nobody else did, a lot of random people would do laundry in my apartment mm-hmm. and they would come and go and they please and they would come get it. So to me, that's not really a damning or a big piece of evidence. It's not a big but deal. the 1150 is a little weird to me because I have I feel like if I be well, because eh. I'm you when you said that you were like who comes here? I'm like y'all yeah. you do that with your sister. Ooh, tomato tomato. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that is true. I said so to me. I was like, oh, that's not super compelling. I said, as well as the laundry thing. Mm-hmm. But the one thing is that, again, I don't... If we are taking Matthew for his whole truth, Matthew didn't mention or didn't say anything. He said that when Lauren left, she had nothing with her, right? 
So if she's supposed to be bringing clothes to her brother, she never brought blows to her clothes to her brother. Blows. Clothes. <laughs> That's the wine talking. Okay. But okay. she never, he never, she never brought clothes out. So he's supposed oh. to pick up laundry, but she didn't walk outside with a basket of laundry. Oh, so she just went outside, yeah. talked to her brother and came back. Yes. But okay. she was supposed to be bringing new laundry. Hmm. Um, as well, but that's what the brother said, right? But according to Matthew in his statement, he says that the brother was actually dropping off Christmas presents. Um, and that's what he had been told. But again, she didn't come back in the house with Christmas presents. So either of the stories don't really make sense because there was no laundry and there were no Christmas presents. That's weird. Yeah. But do they have, um, I guess not. I guess if they did, we would know this mm-hmm. by now. But I'm like, do they have like any cameras, anything outside of her apartment? Okay. To see so, again, what she the, had in her hand or anything the, like that. The thing is the investigation is still going right. So mm-hmm. the brother has said that he has tax records to basically prove his innocence mm-hmm. um, or, you know, dispel any type of speculation surrounding him. Yeah. But as of right now, because the investigation is still ongoing, I think in the next couple of months, and if it does become actual criminal trial, a lot will come out. But the brother has said that he literally has like evidence, um, you know, to prove his innocence. Got you. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, people do be doing drugs with their siblings. That's not far-fetched. It's it really isn't. I know a handful of people who do do that. So. Yeah. 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 I guess. Maybe. So again, and again, the supporting evidence of this is that after Lauren, and again, this is us taking Matthew at face value. Mm. He could be trying to set the brother up. Mm. But basically, he said that after Lauren came back, she immediately you know, made a beeline to the bathroom and went there for 10 to 15 minutes. So maybe she was still serving alcohol or maybe her brother did provide her with some type of drug and then she, she was in, in the bathroom it. for 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. That could have happened. I mean, that He's the happened. only person saw her. And then the second, there is, like I said, more information for this. The brother does have somewhat of a criminal record. So he was involved in a $250,000 jewelry heist. Oh. Um, and he served two years in prison um, he also did have a gun, so he did, it was a armed jewelry heist, and he did, he was, I think he had got a 10-year sentence, but only did two years of it, or something like that, mm-hmm. but basically her brother does have somewhat of a record, as well as, let me find it, in 2019, he was arrested for a DUI, mm-hmm. and they found, and I don't know how to pronounce it, suboxone, sub one, or suboxone, um, in the car, and however you promote that drug, that drug is actually a drug to treat opioid addiction. Hmm. So it's a drug given to people who are fighting addiction to, I guess, wean them off. And that was found in his car. We don't know if it's his pill, but it was found in his car. Um, as well as, and I hate this because people have been saying this shit. And they've been saying that because the brother has expensive clothes and appears flashy, that he is a drug dealer. Uh, I think the other evidence is more supportive of that Mm -hmm. because like I haven't found evidence of the brother having an actual career. In my opinion, that is more supporting of anything that he may be a drug dealer, but I hate when black people dress nice, they become drug dealers. I hate that shit. Um, But a lot of people on the internet feel that they went on the brother's Instagram and clicked around and they feel like he's a drug dealer. Hmm. He may be a drug dealer all the well, but I feel like I hate when like black people can't have money and and they have to be a drug dealer. But yeah, but basically like, he has a connection with drugs and the other thing is like is it a coincidence that the other woman i think they said she lived like only like four miles or a couple minutes away from lauren the 53 year old woman who died was the brother was she also on the brother's route also Mm -hmm. got drugs from the brother 
Like, what's the coincidence? These two people, like, basically, like, two black women. somebody's mama, though, right? No, she, yeah, she was, like, that's why I feel like that's a little bit far. She was a 53-year-old woman, and, like, so she was, like, loved in the church and stuff. So, I feel like, for me, like, the idea that she was also picking up drugs from this young man is kind of far-fetched. But people have tried to tie the... And her her um report has not come back. So, we don't know her cause that. She could have a heart attack, for all we mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But people have tried to link the two together, basically saying the brother might have been on some type of route that night dealing drugs. And they're so close, and they die the same night that, you know, it may be something in common. Because yeah. because Matthew was there all night, so Matthew couldn't have gone and then killed that lady. But essentially, the brother the brother was dealing drugs that were cut with fentanyl, um, or whatever, had fentanyl in them, then he could have been the one to deliver to her, and then deliver to the other lady, and then... Eh, I don't know about that one. I feel like that one's a little far-fetched, because I feel like they just died on the same night, but I think it just... It was a coincidence that highlighted the fact that the police were not doing what they were supposed to be doing mm-hmm. that night, or probably a lot of other nights were not That's doing what, what they were supposed I don't to think be that, doing. I, don't, I really don't yeah. think that, um, I think the, it's just evidence supporting the police were, what is it? Um, being negligent. Yeah, it was like misconduct. They were being cases. negligent. But I don't think, I don't think it's like a great percentage to support the brother, but I do think that the one thing that kind of like, I guess still got to me, the one thing that is believable, like you said, like just, you know, getting older, um... A lot of people you wouldn't suspect do do drugs casually. Mm-hmm. And I think, Tevin, he just said it easier for the podcast, but he just said that like fentanyl is not really a drug. It's more so something, it's like a counterfeit drug. So a lot of times you may think you're doing oxys or mm. you're doing perks or you're doing a different type of drug, but it really is cut or it is fentanyl. And the one believable thing is that maybe her bro- brother did ever, ever so often, maybe sometimes, maybe not, give Lauren a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. And this time, his supply had mm-hmm. been tainted. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you really are like just a drug dealer, then you kind of are on the bottom of the totem pole. And you might never know no. that whatever your supplier gave you has been cut. And maybe this time. But it still is, you know, a criminal offense um, that he did give her those drugs. So that's one thing I thought was the more believable portion of the story. I don't think that there's like this whole like hijinks of him trying to like kill his sister. But the idea that... Because he did see her. as only two people saw her. I think the most believable is that... Um, in his story, I'm not saying that he's the the killer, he's the believable. I'm saying that the only portion of this I really do think is believable or links him is the idea that, yeah, maybe every once in a while he did, like, drop off a few pills to his sister. Because people do do, like I said, when you get to your people late 30s, do it all the time. you realize a lot of people you wouldn't suspect do do drugs. Um, mm-hmm. So, recreationally, so maybe he was dropping off as usual, and he himself didn't know that his supply had been, you know, counterfeit. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, people do it all the time. So I feel like sometimes people might be like, well, why would her brother give her drugs? I'm like, because they did drugs. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not that shocking. It's like, not. it's not even shit. I done been places, parties, whatever, and seen people do drugs, and I ain't know they did. And I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking like, wait, what's what's going on? Like, and they're like, oh, you want I'm like, fuck no. But like, I didn't know that you I didn't either. did that. And- so I'm confused right now. About what's going on. <laughs> and I've seen like a like a TikTok or a meme or something that was like, everybody does coke. And I feel like the older you get, you realize a lot of it's people. Because the way, way you see it in media, you think that you do it one time and you become an addict. A lot of people you would do recreationally yes. do coke. That's and the drug I was talking about. Yes. A lot of people A lot of people do. I was so shocked when I realized yeah, this. Yeah, people like, recreationally do coke. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, wait, you 
you put stuff up your nose they're like oh yeah girl yeah. It's, it's fine like it's cool like it mixes well with the alcohol i'm like yep and they said is that i've heard that too yeah, it, mixes like, alcohol, like, yeah. it mixes well with alcohol like you be feeling good i'm like girl i mean do you i'm not judging you but it's just to say like you never know what type of stuff people do recreationally or just to have a good time sometimes you know so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i mean that's basically all there is against her brother like i said because mm-hmm. he is the only person that saw her the night um he quickly became like another person of interest mm-hmm. so yeah so outside of the brother i guess the last thing that and i was actually surprised how many people um were supporting this but there is a community of people who do feel like lauren herself um you know she is responsible for her death like it's nothing really to be found like she was an addict she took the drugs and that's what happened but and i guess mm-hmm. i will try to present the evidence I have, but but yeah, I mean, I I I mean, listen, I'm a little bit biased. Um, that I don't. It seems a little far fetched to me because I think her family said that she was like going to the like again, like Lauren. I hate talking about women's bodies, but she had an amazing body, and her family said it was natural, and she went to the gym like every day. So even like for me, when I started going to the gym, I started to drink a lot less because I like I felt like when I drank, it would delay on my progress in the gym. So I made like changes, mm-hmm. and I felt like for someone who has such an amazing body, who clearly was in the gym. For her to be a drug addict, like, I feel like that that's a hard one for me to believe. To go to the gym every day and be, like, strung out, I don't know. That that was hard for me. Yeah, the two don't usually go hand in hand. Yeah. You don't, you're not usually, like, a raging addict with this laundry list of shit in your mm-hmm. system. And you're, like, at the gym every day running three miles. Yeah. But, I don't know. Because I'm like, you can be a fuck. Okay, so here's the thing. She didn't have to be an addict, right? She, she could have just, she like we said earlier, she could have just did recreational drugs. Mm-hmm. Could have. I'm not saying that's what I think. I'm just saying in theory, that's maybe their theory. It's like, no, she's not doing it every day, but just, okay, I went on a date with this guy. I'm trying to like loosen up or a lot of people do that. I want to loosen up. I want to have mm-hmm. a little drink, have a little pill and, you know, yeah, do me. Yeah. So maybe. So, yeah. But I guess like, so the evidence is important or what people have said is that basically the one. So Lauren did start throwing up violently. Um, According really, to him. Really quickly after the interaction. Right. So, again, we can either say that her parents, remember her parents said she doesn't drink like that. So maybe she really didn't drink like that. And the two shots she took really did cause her to vomit or the couple of shots we don't really know cause her to vomit. Or maybe Lauren had already done the drugs. It had a reaction, and that's why she became violently ill. So that's the first piece kind of supporting, like, mm. you know, she's doing drugs. Secondly, again, so Lauren actually asked Matthew for $40 for nails. And I did think this was kind of weird because, like, I think anybody in today's age knows that $40 is not enough to get nails. And you can see that Lauren was wearing, like, acrylic nails or maybe press-ons. But $40 won't buy you acrylic nails in 2022. Mm-hmm. So that is weird, but again, I feel like I'm like I said, I'm super biased. Maybe she just needed forty extra dollars. Yeah. Maybe she had the other thirty. Who knows, right? But the thing <laughs> is, and she got the nails done the same day. She told mm-hmm. Matthew, like, oh, like once I get my nails done, like come over out to get my nails done, right? And mm-hmm. that's what she had told him. So she asked him the forty dollars for her nails. And basically people are saying that that's basically petty cash. And the thing is, I actually do have a friend or know a friend who is going through a addiction phase right now and they've been kind of like outed as like DMing people and running Facebook messages asking for specifically. And I thought that that kind of hit home for me because they were at, they always ask for exactly $40. Don't know this person? No, you don't. Uh, you don't. I'll tell you later. But okay. but they always ask for $40. And people okay. now, I guess, like the people in the friend group or people are aware of it. So they're kind of like, oh, don't give them the money. But they always ask for $40. So I don't do drugs. So maybe $40 is the number. But for me, I was like, oh, that's interesting because that is always the exact amount of money he asked for is $40. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm like I said, I'm kind of biased. 
because I feel like on social media, there kind of is like, even on TikTok, Instagram, wherever, there kind of is this like community that encourages young women to kind of get their money's worth for their beauty. So I feel like I've even seen stuff be like, if a man can't give you, you know, $20 to eat lunch, then why are you with him? So I feel like it's kind of become like a millennial and Gen Z thing that, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of ask men for money, people are always honest. I've even seen girls say they've asked for a plan B just to buy like Chipotle or something, back. right? Just to go get like a, a massage. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to me that wasn't super telling, but honestly, you know, like... But I, I did raise an eyebrow because that is the amount of money the person I know who's dealing with a substance abuse problem does ask for. So I will say, I don't know a number, but I did have a friend who I used to date who started doing drugs. And after that, she would always ask me for money. Mm-hmm. And like at first, I didn't, and I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. I, I'm thinking, oh, you need a little extra to pay your mm-hmm. phone bill or something like that, right? Um, and then I started noticing, and she would pay it back, but... I'm thinking like it's going to be a one-off. And then I started noticing it was like every other week and stuff like that. And so I had to cut it. And I was like, look, I'm not an interest-free bank. Like, mm-hmm. I thought you needed it. And then I'm like, you on fucking Instagram at the club and shit asking me for money. Stay yeah. your ass at home. So, it, but then after the fact, like some of our mutual friends, they were like, oh, you know, she exactly. does coke. And yeah. I was like, oh, really? And mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, she be doing coke and shit. So stop giving her money and i was like oh and that's you. exactly what i did yeah, yeah so, okay, so i guess that's the part of support that she did ask for a really small amount of money that really isn't enough to get your nails done yeah so again it could have been just petty cash she could have been like just like make his pockets hurt because yeah. like, that's like a whole like phenomenon with the gen z millennials she was just trying to you know it get is. a little something so i feel like it don't mean she used it for drugs yeah. it doesn't mean that but second so yeah. you know the same thing even though evidence was found in lauren's apartment you also can tie it to lauren so the sedative pill or alleged sedative pill that was found it could also so it can link Matthew as well as the same piece of evidence could be used to link Lauren to say that it actually was as also Lauren's drug. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as I think, like I said, we've mentioned it a bunch of times, but Lauren actually may have thought that she was taking oxycodone or whatever, like her regular drug. Um, recreational drug. And she herself could have been provided, you know, maybe she did not get it from her brother. Maybe she didn't get it with Matthew. Maybe herself had previously bought drugs from whoever with the $40. And she herself had accidentally brought counterfeit drugs. She took them that night, became ill, you know, tried to cover it up. Maybe her herself was shocked by how the drugs were reacting. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what happened is she just happened to buy counterfeit drugs. Mm-hmm. And it was like to her own doing. And she, and like I said, that kind of ties into the theory that Lauren, you know, had like this secret life where she was doing recreational drugs as well. She both said that, and I, and I don't even want to, I don't want to bring it up again, but the whole idea that she was like um, a sugar baby or a escort and that she was doing the drugs recreation to cope with what she was doing. But she also posted, like, memes on her Facebook, like, oh, like, she gave, like, you know, the word was there, but I'm not going to say it. She gave, like, you know, black men a chance, but she basically moved on to white men. So I feel like... Let's talk about what word. Huh? Niggas? Niggas. Yeah. We say niggas on here all the time. I say it. Nigga, nigga, nigga. nigga. <laughs> but, uh, shit, anyway. I can. Shit. But yeah, she said she's like dumb niggas because she basically, she's like, if y'all fuck up one more time, like, I'm going to date white men, basically. Mm-hmm. And she had said that, and I feel like, I don't think she was, like... I don't know. Like, I feel like there's just, there's kind of like this culture now of like with millennials and Gen Z where it's kind of like, you know, like get money for your worth. It's not necessarily about like, you know, like tricking or like, you know, like fucking on somebody for money. It's more about like, I'm beautiful. Like my time is worth something. So people should pay for the time to be with me. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's kind of like a movement surrounding that. So I don't necessarily think that Lauren was a sugar baby or escort. Cause I feel like if you really do like just spend a day on like, 
attractive women TikTok. There's a lot of women like preaching this message of like my my beauty and my time is worth money. My company, so yeah. You, my company, exactly. Mm-hmm. So give me the forty dollars for my nails. You want you want me to look beautiful, right? Nails aren't free. My wax isn't free. My hair isn't free. So if you want to see me in my beauty, you should pay for something. Um. So yeah, that's it. Like I said, the, the basically the case against Lauren is that she did have this. You know, not really even secret life, just a life her parents didn't know about where she was doing drugs recreationally. And then maybe she happened to buy some some drug and it was cut. And that's basically, like I said, I feel like no, like, no one intentionally be like, give me that fentanyl. And she just intentionally bought drugs that were cut or counterfeit. And that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, that's possible. I mean, the, the, the hard thing about this case is that they're all possible. They're all this is it, and, and nothing no, is too far fetched. Yeah. Um, and there's and no one's talked. There really is nothing to damn anybody. There's nothing to nail anybody to the cross. I think that you know I am biased. But I think there's more against Matthew than anybody. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that there is even like I said the thing even people have said there's no concrete evidence at this moment to really convict this man. So, hmm. I'm trying to pick which one I think happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're all so like. They're all so, like, they could happen. Like, I don't know. They're all so just, because sometimes people will say theories, and I'm like, that didn't fucking happen. Yeah. Um, But, shit. I will say, I don't think, I think if Matthew gave her the drugs, I don't think he meant to kill her. I think even if he laced them or laced whatever drugs or mm-hmm. did whatever the fuck he did, date rapey ass shit, he probably was doing I don't think it, I think he probably was tr- just trying to be a general weird and date rapey dude, mm. which is not okay. But I don't think he meant to kill her, which is why I think he probably panicked and was like, oh shit, like I done done this. He probably does it yeah, yeah, I done done this all the time. And then the girl wake up and she's scarred for life. Now she's in therapy or whatever, but I'm, I'm going on about my life. But this time she died. Mm. Oh shit. So I think if he, if he gave her the drugs, I think that's probably how that went. If the brother gave her the drugs, I don't know why he wouldn't just say that. I mean, I guess I do because of family. Um, it's a conviction. No, no, no. Because it is a criminal investigation. Oh. If the brother has said he had given her the drugs, counterfeit or not, to his own knowledge, he's still dealing drugs. So he's going to go to jail. But I, I do think that you have to be a particular type of sick person to let your lie. sister go outside. Yeah, saying if you let your sister, like I said, even if they, they were whatever recreation doing this, if you let your sister die and you were the one who gave her the drugs, I think to try to frame somebody else, I think that at that point it is time to have some self accountability. Because mm-hmm. I think that like, I mean, I'm not a drug dealer, I can't speak from experience, but I do think that if I had given Ivy that this sandwich or something like that <laughs> and she passed like I would have said I gave her the sandwich you know what I'm saying like I feel like there is some type of accountability to be had yeah stand up in it That's I think I'll so have like, to stand up maybe, in I'm it like, I don't know her brother I don't know nothing about this so maybe her brother hmm. I said I want to know if he did it for real for real but in the hypothetical that he had provided her drugs I would hope that he wouldn't let her his own parents flounder around like this when he knew the truth the whole time even if we don't tell police he should tell somebody because I, I i feel like you have to be and he had like his sister were close they had gone like christmas shopping mm-hmm. um prior to the incident things like that like they were close he had laundry at her house they were real close so i think for me it's kind of far-fetched that he wouldn't just stand in it and be like you know what i'm gonna be real about it i gave it to her it was never intentional and let it fall where it falls because if you get a good lawyer and you're like you know i never intentionally tried to distribute fentanyl and things like that who knows what will happen for him but the idea that he would really like let his family look crazy yeah like mm-hmm. kick over it i said i don't i don't i don't know but i think that is a wild thing to do 
Yeah. But a lot of people have that, like, I don't know. That's why when parents do that, I'm like, a lot of people have that family secret because like even it made me think of like Whitney Houston the weirdest connection but I feel like I remember when everybody was saying oh she was on drugs Bobby put her on drugs Bobby put her on drugs Bobby put her on drugs and she eventually came out and was like the first time I did drugs was with my brothers they gave me the drugs so it's not like I feel like that's a lot of people's family secret that is like oh I do I do these things with my siblings and then the parents are like wait you do what y'all do what together and it's like well why would we tell you (laughs) but I would hate I would hate 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 to think that the whole family is like in on this and they just like no I don't think I think if if he knows I don't think the I think in theory if he gave her those drugs I don't think that the parents know I don't think anybody else knows but him, I yeah. think it was just a sibling thing they're close mm-hmm. and they're friends so they were doing drugs together and I think if in theory he did do it I don't think anybody else in the family is aware yeah. of it again it's yeah. a, like I said, it's a criminal investigation going on so the internet like said, people on the interwebs be talking about oh he was a known drug dealer in the area I didn't even talk about that because I don't even know where you can find that information I people just be posting people shit. talking about black men all the time and I feel like I don't even want to acknowledge that I feel like people mm-hmm. just saying people saw him wear one nice pair of shoes that he a drug dealer mm-hmm. um, so I feel like until that information and again if they're doing criminal investigation they'll find out they'll talk to people they'll find out and if he is then you know case closed but mm-hmm. if not I mean I I would hate to think and and a lot of times crime will shock you honey because criminals be criminaling mm-hmm. so honestly i would hate to think that somebody would literally lie on their sister's death instead of just standing in it but you never know you really especially don't know. when they're basically trying to drag her through the mud and call her a prostitute right right and you but, know but that you that's not know. true and your, your mother's grieving right before christmas you don't want to say it but okay and then the last one do I have to pick one? Do I have to pick what I, I think? I mean, you I can, can, but I don't think you have to. It's all, it really is all, like I said, I, I said I'm, it before, but it really is a lot of it is just internet people talking their talk, but. I'm going to pick what I think happened. Okay. I think Matthew gave her drugs, whether knowingly or unknowingly, because even if she did recreational drugs, he could have gave her something that she didn't know what it was. I think he did give her the drugs. I think they had sex. And I think that it was an accident and he mm-hmm. tried to cover up his tracks. That's what I think. Yeah, I think it is. I think, I feel like it's like a similar situation. So I feel like. Manslaughter. I, so part of me is like, I feel like it's like, to be completely honest, like I feel like just, again, like living life. I feel like it either is the brother or Matthew. I don't think that Lauren herself introduced the drugs into her system. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the same thing. I feel like we don't know the Bumble conversation. I feel like a lot of times people will be real upfront about what they want on dating sites. So we don't know the interaction they had. Maybe they both were saying, oh, I do this on the weekend. Or, you know, like old people say, I like to party. And party <laughs> is like drugs. Mm-hmm. And maybe they had that type of conversation. And they both were aware, oh, we, we both like to have a good time on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And he brought, like I said, he said $40. He said $40 in a bottle of Cosmigos. For all we know, it was $40 of some Coke, right? For all mm-hmm. we know, that's what had happened. And this man who has a good engineering job, he's 37, he has a family, same thing. He wants to cover it all up. And well, they be functioning crackheads, baby. They be. I don't, I don't doubt at all that he has connections to the police department, that he calls somebody and says, hey, man, I fucked up. Let's sweep it up. Because honestly, he has no business even being with a 23-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. For, for all we know, he don't even like that part of it. But I do think that in my opinion, in my opinion, I think there was an attempt to sweep up what actually happened. I think pinning the whole drug act thing is the easiest thing to do i don't think that lauren personally introduced it but i still don't really have a strong opinion on like i do think i am leaning towards matthew so i feel like i am really biased because there is more like damning evidence and more like things that clearly are lies and he was lying yeah, yeah yeah versus like the brother like maybe the brother did maybe the brother didn't maybe he's a drug dealer but you know never deals with his sister maybe he just deals weed for all we know shit mm. um 
But yeah, I, I, I just don't... I, the only thing I know is I really find it hard to believe that Lauren herself was, like, taking drugs before her date. Yeah, I don't think she did that either. Because yeah. <clears throat> even if she took a, a little, you know, whatever, I don't think she would take all that. Yeah. Um, that's just not something people do. Knowingly. Usually. Alright. Well, I guess there we have it. I guess... That's that. I don't know. Y'all let us know what let you think. Let us know. Please let us know what you yeah. think. Uh, uh, DM us some, some theories on 31, yeah. 2, or 3. <laughs> Maybe I'll put up a poll. I haven't done a poll in a long we time. We should do a poll, yeah. Yeah, so, all right, y'all. So, we're calling at conspiracies at gmail.com. We're calling at conspiracies on Instagram. Um, reach out to us. Talk to us. You know, as we always say, anybody who has, you know, you'll get a response. We like it. So, um, let us know what you think, and we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.